Black excellence is regal, original, and true. Welcome to the Dripping in Black podcast, where we celebrate Black excellence throughout the Black diaspora. Here's your host, David V. Lewis. What's up, good people all across the world? This is the Dripping in Black podcast. I am your host, David V. Lewis. And per usual, we have another fantastic guest. Today's guest is Al Pete. Al, say hello to the world. Good day, good afternoon, good evening, my peoples. What's happening? (laughs) Yeah, we got a a pretty good one for you all. He has a great story. We're going to dive right in after we ask the initial question that we ask all of our guests. It's a simple but loaded question. That question is, who are they? So who is Al Pete? Al Pete is a regal individual, uh, um, the cool, the cool guy, uh, original, definitely original um, person. Um, I like to say I'm your uh, cousin's best friend, your neighbor's, uh, your favorite neighbor in the neighborhood. Um, but yeah, that that's me. That's me. I'm a, a, a an artist, a creator. I'm a black man and um mm-hmm. yeah, I'm black man, definitely black man. I've been promoting that a lot lately, being the fact I've been searching for some things and I and I've I've been getting some some acknowledgement. So definitely black man. I am a black man for sure. And um mm-hmm. I'm a king for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all of that works for the Dripping in Black podcast. That might be a, a prerequisite. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <sir. laughs> yeah. Well, you are definitely Dripping in Black. Uh, you have a lot, a uh, lot of uh, things that have happened. And so I'm going to kind of kick in with what I've seen in your bio, but feel free to take it wherever you want to take it. We are here to share your story and shine a light on you. So, you know, in your bio, it talks about the MPN network. Okay. So what is that? Let the world know what that is. So the MPN network is um, a developing, well, I would say established uh, media, small media company uh, based out of Jacksonville, Florida. We, We highlight creators, entrepreneurs, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I do highlight a lot of hip hop artists, musicians, DJs, mm-hmm. photographers, et cetera, et cetera, just people in the community. And I formed it because I just wanted to have another aspect of media. So the MPN stands for Mr. Peterson's Neighborhood. It started mm-hmm. with that years ago. And I would call that my like, I would have like events at like a warehouse where I would DJ and just invite everybody. It would be like a, you know, a neighboring type of party. But I was like, I really want to get more uh, quote unquote corporate with my business so I was like let's, I want to add a media factor to it because I felt like a lot of media a lot of creators don't get the media coverage that you know I would like for them to have so mm-hmm. I wanted I wanted to uh, create this platform so if anybody released the album or a painting or something like that we can come in and really like analyze it and really uh, get some informative information and and give it out to the people so it's it's mm-hmm. it's a, it's an alternative media uh it's a real alternative media uh space for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh give me a vision again if I'm in the audience um and I can I say tune in to the MPN network. 
Yeah, for sure. Uh, give me an idea of uh, what a typical episode would uh, entail. So a typical uh, MPN podcast, uh, newsletter, blog, or whatnot, uh, we'll, mm-hmm. could, we'll highlight an actual person. So let's just say in this case, we'll highlight a photographer that does like, that shoot street, you know, street images and does mm-hmm. like street photography. So we'll mm-hmm. definitely sit down with them and 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 have them indirectly, directly open up and be like, you know, what makes you want to shoot that? Like, what what do you want to, what do you want your people to get out of this, this photography that you're doing? Like, what's the mm-hmm. angle of it? What's the science of it? What's the arts of it? Like, what mm-hmm. what do you want to uh, inspire the people to do? Like, you know, what inspires you? It's those mm-hmm. type of type of questions that I feel like other creators and people that might not know much about creators or entrepreneurship and all that stuff that they can get a really glimpse of what one goes through throughout a typical day or a different if they got like a project that they're shooting. Mm-hmm. What it entails, you know, what what it entails basically. So it's like a glimpse mm-hmm. into what they got going on, but we we kind of hit like the other questions that really wouldn't be asked in like moderate media form you know it's like mm-hmm. it's like that whole cookie cutter action we get a little deeper respectfully and it's we hope the hopes is just to get people influenced because a lot of people mm-hmm. have questions about creators and like how they do this from like monetization all the way to how do you get the inspiration to even get up and do it so yeah. we're that we're here to be like okay well let's give that information to these people because somebody might really want to become a creator or entrepreneur mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. might not have the the right i call it warm and fuzzy way of uh letting people know how to get to that path so mm-hmm. these are the stories that we want to um illustrate to the world so yeah yeah a very important thing to do at this time because it's really kind of becoming uh the thing for people right to be to get into entrepreneurship yeah you know when i was when i was young in my teens and in my 20s the thing was to go to college Right. Mm-hmm. That was the thing you heard from everybody. Go to college, go to college, go to college. Yep. And and that's what and that's what, uh, you know, kids that age, you know, teens and 20s really wanted to do uh, for the most part. Uh, now, you know, the typical thing is to become an entrepreneur, you know, have your own business and, and things of that nature. And so it's important to get those details out to people on how to make that happen. Right. It's more than just a notion. Right. <laughs> Right, right. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, when I was growing up, it, I, I heard the same story too. Um, it was, it was, you know, from my from the male sides of the family, it was like, you know, you ever, th- you know, not even you ever thought about going to service. It was like you need to get in the army or get in the navy or going to the air force. Mm-hmm. And then the women were like, you know, you need to go to college, go to college, go to college. Especially if you illustrated that type of behavior when you was in middle school, high school. You know, they, you mm-hmm. know, if they, if they saw that you did good grades or even artistic, they were just like go to college. They didn't, they didn't say, well, maybe I should have went to an art school or, you know, yeah. or even get into the community and be able to build my monetization and my brand up, you know, on some entrepreneur tip. It was always go to college, go to college. And it's like, yeah, that might not be the the right method for a lot of these people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you can think about the funding part of it. The funding part, yeah. nobody has that money just sitting around saying, hey, I got Forty fifty thousand yeah. dollars to go to a state college, let alone go yeah. to like, you know, a, a prestige college or whatnot. And you know, you have grants and stuff, but the education of that 
in our times, and I and I can say for you yours as well. I mean, the education, the the education on like the money part about it was mm-hmm. very very low. So it's like <laughs> <laughs> it's like we didn't Absolutely. know we didn't know how to do these things. So you know, within like the NPN, I would like to get more into the financial aspect of things, and um, I mean the monetization of entrepreneurship because people might think, oh well, if you're an entrepreneur, you're you're a boss, and it's like, nah, you gotta. You know, every mm-hmm. dollar definitely counts. And then it counts yeah. more when you when you include the LLC aspect of it or, mm-hmm. you know, and so it's, the, it's that type of information that needs to be spread out through the community mm-hmm. that I serve. And I really want to get it out regional and then, of course, nationally for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And so you're a, a podcast extraordinaire, but also a musician. Mm-hmm. All right. So well, let's talk about that aspect of, of what you do okay you mean musicianship mm, music ship so mm-hmm. hip-hop artist uh dj i got into production a couple years ago i didn't think i was ever going to get into production but here here we are mm-hmm. i still treat it like a hobby which makes which keeps it fun okay but the hip-hop uh me being an mc is like my number one love Absolutely love yeah. being a hip hop uh, artist, and um, the DJing part definitely is good. You know, at from time to time, I I do love the art of it for sure because it adds mm-hmm. to. It made podcasting definitely a lot easier. Like, <laughs> like yeah. yeah, when I got into podcasting, I'm like, oh, all we gotta do is this, 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 and this. So I skipped mm-hmm. like ten steps when I got into mm-hmm. podcasting. Was like, okay, well, I'm gonna treat it just like music, and it's actually easier mm-hmm. because I'm like, I don't necessarily have to. You know, when you rapping, you you know you ha- you want to have the lines ready, but mm-hmm. like if you just know about the topic and you know how to speak fluently and keep a conversation yeah. going, then it was just yeah. easy. So I skipped a lot of those steps. But back to the mm-hmm. musician part, I mean, you know, when I grew up, I played piano. I learned how to play piano first, and then I play uh, alto sax. So mm-hmm. and I play, I know how to play alto sax, baritone sax, um, piano, and um, mm-hmm. I'm at some point I'm gonna get into guitar, but. That that's that's where the music part comes in at. And then, you know, my my both sides of my family were hev- heavy on the music. We had the contemporary, uh contemporary R and B gospel on my mom's side. And then on my dad's side, it was a lot of jazz, a lot of jazz. And then my uncle uh introduced me to hip hop. So mm-hmm. you marry all of those together and then get inspirations from you know, when I went to college, um, you know, being in adulthood and just being in different scenes, you add on like the other, re- the reggae, uh, the funk, the f- you know, that type of stuff. So that's where the music part comes in at. Yeah. Yeah. So this is my first time actually meeting you. Um, you have uh, met with my producer, Sean Smith at Square. Yeah. And uh, that's how you, he we, we brought you on. But yeah. tell the audience kind of your background. Where are you from? And and your upbringing that and things of that nature yeah okay so i'm from the um jacksonville florida um i was originally born in tacoma washington but i was only there for you know a spell but uh okay. home is jacksonville florida um i'm a military brat so my dad was in the army and my mom uh, wasn't you know she works in government so uh we traveled a lot we stayed in germany for like two or three years when i was when i was young then the Tennessee to Texas, but like um home base is Jacksonville. Like my mom and my dad's side of the family are all from, you know, the, the stationary part of Jacksonville. And then we got family in Georgia and South Florida. 
that make up the the both sides. But the home base is Jacksonville, Florida. So um, I'm Duval County. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, man, grew up grew up with my mom, grandparents on both sides. Um, mm-hmm. Just a you know a, a typical kid. Just <laughs> I'm very inquis- inquisitive about things. Music really grabbed me. Like music mm-hmm. really just grabbed me from the jump. Um, yeah. One of my favorite subjects is English. So, uh, you know, I write poetry. And then when I realize I'm like, well, you got this hip hop. And I'm like, you can, they infusing jazz into it because I hear the tones of it. Mm-hmm. And then I can put like poetry to it, to a rhythm. And I was in the band as well. So I started in the band in fifth grade. So I play all the way up until college. And, mm-hmm. and so you merge all that stuff in together. And you really have like a, a high percentage of who Mr. Alpede is for sure. Yeah. So when did you first start playing music? At what age? Mm, first, first grade, first, second grade. That's when I learned the piano. Mm-hmm. I didn't jump on the saxophone until like the fifth grade. Um, mm-hmm. Fifth grade was like kind of like a trial era because I really wanted to jump on a trumpet, but my uncle made it cool to be on saxophone. So like my fifth grade, going out into you know into getting into sixth grade mm-hmm. um saxophone was re- really tapped into me so you know mm-hmm. i was what 11 12 ish when that happened so mm-hmm. yeah and so you you take up these instruments when do you feel like i'm just you know <laughs> you know i noticed that i noticed i was good when because uh, when i went to high school it was a requirement for us to um to go to summer band unless you if you didn't if you weren't working or you had something else going on like you know it was recommended that you go to summer band mm-hmm. and i didn't go to summer band because i went to texas with my dad for the summer that by that time my mom and dad had divorced so i was spending my summers out in texas and mm-hmm. um okay. so i was gone the whole summer but then when i came back home and i played um they gave us you know the music and i you know I, I read the music and I played it like all, all first time saw it. I just played it. Um, Cause I'm trained by, you know, I'm trained by like paper and by ear. So, okay. Um, so, you know, I mixed both of those together, but then I became the freshman section leader of uh, the saxophone section. So I was like the section leader overnight, the freshmen. And everybody was like, well, how did he get that? If he wasn't in some school, <laughs> And I, and, but it was just the fact that I was, you know, that I was talented in my in my work, and mm-hmm. um, that was like one of the first times I was like, "Wow, I'm pretty good at this music stuff." And mm-hmm. of course, I just got better and better and better because I was in symphonic season, concert season, jazz season. So I was in it like all throughout the year. Even when I went home, I would just play. My 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 parents, well, my grandparents had like a shed in the backyard, and it was mm-hmm. like kind of soundproof. So I would go in there and practice and just study and listen and stuff like that so that was like the first time i was like yo i'm pretty good at this and then it just got mm-hmm. it just got kind of better and better at that time mm-hmm. so you uh you are pretty much a performer and then you pick up hip-hop at what point does hip-hop kind of get interfused in this and, and, and specifically the mc and part of it the mc and part of it okay so that might have popped up in like like 10th grade in okay. 10th grade uh was heavily influenced by like tri call quest wu-tang okay. um okay. 
and just you know KRS ones, the Big Daddy Kanes, that type of mm-hmm. uh, that L Cool J. Um, mm-hmm. That's all I was listening to down here. So I was just like, you know, I was writing poetry, and mm-hmm. I was like, well, maybe I can infuse this in because my uncle rapped as well. My uncle okay. rapped, and he had like a crew or whatever. So we used to be in the rooms when they'd be like picking <laughs> beats and flipping beats and stuff. So I'm like, mm-hmm. and I and and I. I, I thought the world of my uncle. I thought the world of him. So a lot of mm. the things that he did, a lot of the the way that he dressed, the way that he, his thought process and everything, mm. it just, uh, it rubbed off on me. And um, mm. so hip hop for sure rubbed off on me at a young age, but then like around like 10th grade, I was like, yeah, let me try this out. So then, mm. you know, I got with some friends and we rode and we rode over beats and, you know, we would go to the studio and 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 go from there. But that's the MC side, definitely Tim Gray for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So now, let's talk a little bit about where all of that is now. Your musicianship and you know your hip hop career and the things that you're doing right mm-hmm. now with regards to those things. Yeah. Hmm. So now, um, mm-hmm. shouts out to Sean. Sean will remind me every <laughs> like I remember that that. <laughs> the clubhouse where he was like you open up for boys to men like man what you talking about <laughs> like he just we went off on me that day and i i really appreciate him for doing that because it mm-hmm. maybe it, it put things into perspective like mm-hmm. you know it was over ten thousand people in that crowd and yeah. that was my first you know that was my biggest show that i've ever done to date mm-hmm. and um i had to remind myself that a lot of the 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 albums that i put out the the DJing um, that I did, uh, just being in my community and and really supporting them and being a champion for them, all these things like got me to this stage. So, mm-hmm. which makes me want to like do more and more and more. But um, I'm thankful for that, and I've, I've you know, I've, I'm thankful that this that one particular situation that happened in April made me just realize like all the things that I've done. I mean, I've released you know so many albums. Um, I think about, you know, I have, I think about the anniversary of these albums and I'm like, I have albums that are like 10 plus years old mm-hmm. and um, I'm still like relevant, you know, in my community, still relevant and, you know, independent wise. So I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for that. I think I'm thankful for like all Absolutely. that hard work that I've done. And I, I just have to, I keep saying that because Sean was that, that one moment where I was just like, yeah, Pete, you've been doing a lot and you should be like mm-hmm. very proud of what you do. Cause you know, it's, it speaks to your character. It speaks to the community that you speak for. Um, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's influential, you know, and I'm just thankful to be in that place. Yeah. Yeah. So give us, uh, give us your, 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 uh, stage name. What's, what's the stage name that you go by? No, the stage name is Mr. Al Pete. It's, uh, but okay. usually people just call me Al or, or they say mm-hmm. Al Pete, but, uh, the stage mm-hmm. name is Mr. Al Pete. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, Mr. Al Pete, and you've had albums that's uh you said nearly a decade old. Oh man, I want to say the mm-hmm. first album that I released was 2009. That was my first album, mm-hmm. and that album said, so "Oh yeah, I know." I I celebrated 10 years on my third album, Fish in the Forest, mm-hmm. in September, and then I have mm-hmm. a two-year anniversary for an album that I dropped on the 17th of this month. Mm-hmm. So I've I've dropped to say one to three four yeah so it's like my seventh album that I'm okay. celebrating the two years on so um, okay. yeah so all these you know the albums before 
the first one I dropped is is like in 2009. And okay. It just been it been rolling ever since. <laughs> yeah. So Sean wants you to shout out, shout out your uncle. And I want you to shout out um where they can find your 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 material. So give okay. the audience that that information. Yeah. So my my uncle, his name is uh, uh Trusky. Trusky, uh Trusky the transmitter. Um he's a producer as well. Um he's a artist as well. Um and as far as with my music, you can get my music at Mr. at Gmail. So that's M R A L P E T E at gmail.com. And then for MPN management, um, well, it, it, MPN network, you can go to MPN LLC.com. Some of my music is on there, but it's, it's kind of blended in with like other musicians, you know, other people's work that we've uh, showcased. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got a, I got another question that S Square wants uh, me to uh, ask you, but um, I want I'm interested about these uh, a couple of other things first. Okay. So uh, I noticed in your bio uh, about the fly socks and tees. Yeah, uh, tell the world about that. So fly socks and tees is an event. Um, it's it's a sub brand of the NPN Network. So it started off with my. Um, Started off as a birthday party. It was like a summer party. My birthday is in the summer in July. And um, it started off as, you know, you got to have an Al Pete birthday bash. And I'm like, eh. So we did it. We did it the first year. And um, a lot of a lot of people came out. And I was I was I was taken aback about that. It was it had to be about 400 people came out. And I was just like, wow, like that's that's pretty big. And um. After the second year, the third year, um, people came out. And the thing is, you wear uh, a novelty T-shirt and you wear some socks, mm-hmm. like some long socks, some cool socks. Mm-hmm. And um, we we decided that because that's like two of my favorite like clothing items. So it was okay. like, just have everybody. Because I didn't want no typical party. I was just like, I want to mm-hmm. be creative. I want to do something original, mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. like that. So that's why it's called Fly Socks and Tees. Mm-hmm. But after like the third year, I was just like, look, stop bringing me the birthday cake and doing the happy birthday stuff. I'm like, this is for the community. This is for mm-hmm. creators, entrepreneurs. We all come out and just have a good time, celebrate the summer. We sell if you did something in February, let's celebrate in July. If you did mm-hmm. something last year, let's celebrate it. Like that's a big encouragement for people to come out and just really have a good time, network mm-hmm. with people, and just really like let our hairs down. Because um, in my mind, I feel like August is like the beginning beginning of the other year for me like i treated like school mm-hmm. like you know when you go back to school gotcha. school news just starts in august i'm like so for me my new year starts in august so i'm like that summer so the summer event it be, it just became like the summer event that we do here in jacksonville and mm-hmm. um i'm like let's just get everybody together let's have a good time and then once we finish we can get back into like working mode and then mm-hmm. work about the next year so um, this yeah. one that just passed, that was year nine. So we we're gearing up for year ten, which will be next year. Year ten. Oh man, you put another thing on the dripping and black calendar. That sounds like something we supposed to be at. <laughs> Listen, I, I, and I would like. I'm, I'm trying to get like the date and everything together. I would like to have the date mm-hmm. by like I, I, I say New Year's, but I'm I'm trying to have it by like November, so I can get people to have a good enough time to plan. Like, and I really mm-hmm. want the people who I've I met a lot of people in this digital world. And I really mm-hmm. want them to come down to Florida and um, just enjoy the weather and whatnot. Because a lot of people I've met, they're, they're up north or, mm-hmm. 
you know, further away. But I really want people to get a good bit of time to get down here because I just really want to share with like the world. And if I need to bring yeah. it to bring it up the way y'all at, I could bring it up there too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we uh we definitely gonna have to talk that one through. Uh, see yeah. if Dripping Black can come through and and support and you know give you some of that Detroit uh swag. And we got you know we got fly socks out here. I don't know if y'all ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's let's. I want to see it, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the other thing is the Groove Suite. Tell us yeah. about that as well. So that's another um, sub brand of the NPN Network. So I will let you guys know that, and I and I'm letting the world know too. But like, Groo Sweet is like really, really my baby. Like that's mm. really the baby because it's dealing with music. You know what I'm saying? It's mm. um, one of the favorite things outside of hip hop that I love is like I'm a big neo soul junkie. Like I'm a neo soul, um, soul, and I, I say neo soul to put it in perspective. But then you know mm. you could break it down a little bit more to like the soul, and then like to mm-hmm. you know the R and B. Not necessarily. I like cookie cutter music. I do, but I just really <laughs> like I <laughs> I really like soul music. Like, I mean, will I listen to Tank? I would, but am mm. I gonna listen to uh, Music Soul Child? Absolutely. Mm. Am I gonna listen to mm-hmm. Badu? Absolutely. Am I gonna listen mm-hmm. to uh, Ari Lennox? For sure. You know what I'm saying. So. Mm. But the Groove Suite, you know, that's our niche, the neo soul, mm. soul music. I mean, and even mm. the hip hop, you know, but the hip hop, it got to be the typical under, you know, the the conscious rap and stuff like that. So that's like mm-hmm. the niche. But we are opening up for people to be welcome to come in and like, listen, this song here, if it's a reggae song and they got a groove to it and it got some mm-hmm. meaning and it's a good feeling, bring it on in. Let's talk about it. Let's let's enjoy it and go from there. So. But that's what the Groove Suite basically is. It's it's basically music based, and um, it's it's on the educate educational aspect of it, like the fun part about it. You know, like we you know we talk about like the fun facts of it, like who produced it. Like we're always shocked about who produced this song, who wrote this mm-hmm. song, who played the guitar and stuff like that. So we get into like the liner notes. Mm-hmm. We really get deep into that, but we really. Just listen to music, share music all the time, and just really have a good time with it. Yeah, man. that's like that's like my baby. Like Groove Sweet is my. <laughs> I can't say it enough. Like it's my baby. Well, well it's my baby. I, I, I'm gonna tell you, I'm impressed with how you using your 1440. You got you know 14 four, 1440 minutes in a day, <laughs> <laughs> and it seems like you maximizing them, bad boy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> a typical day in the life of uh, Al Peters. What a typical day in the in the life of Al Peters. What <laughs> typical day in life of Al Peters. Uh, I you know I I wake up and I try to do some type of affirmations. Um, I give myself uh and a lot of time to like start the day because I know I probably went to bed with with the whole, the rest of the week on my mind. Like I'm gonna do this, this, and this. So I try to give myself a little bit of affirmations, a little bit of peace and a little bit of uh, a grace to myself. So I mm-hmm. I definitely do that every day in some form or fashion way. Usually go on my patio, listen to some music, um, eat some fruit, light an incense, you know, just kind of kind of be still for the moment. And okay. then, of course, I do. I, I work throughout the day, day job, MPN. But I'm, I'm majority of my day is focused on like podcast work you know what i'm saying because I, mm-hmm. I am an audio engineer for my for my day job 
Um, so I, I'm listening to podcasts every day. I'm recording podcasts basically every day. So I'm li- I'm just listening to people. I'm listening to people talk talk about certain avenues and stuff. But it's still something that I love to do. But mm-hmm. I do the main thing about the day in the life of Al Pete. I definitely like been more focused on being thankful for the things that have that I've been blessed with. Um, mm-hmm. So I do that in the daytime, and then I I do it in, in the evening. I've been going to bed early lately too. So just to get myself yeah like because i mean just or even just some time to like watch tv like i've been trying to incorporate like just relaxation a lot more because i know i work a lot my brain is like thinking about the next thing trying to tighten up you know communication trying to solve problems trying to be a caring person trying to be an activist in my community when it comes to hip-hop and just the entertainment world because there are some things that are going on in the you know in the hip-hop world that I don't too much care for, but I can try to be an advocate for it to show a better way. So I'm always, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm, that's when a neighboring comes in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's a typical day. That's a typical day. Al Pete. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm just impressed. You have the, the MPN network, you have, uh, you know, the subsidiaries of the, that network will have their own personality on self. Yeah. You got your musicianship that you're doing. Uh, you DJ, right? I know we we kind of brushed over that, <laughs> but talk yeah. a little bit about you know what you do D- DJing wise. So I got into DJing because I mean you know being transparent. Um, well, no, my uncle. I, I went to my uncle because I didn't have money to go to the studio, and mm-hmm. uh, by that time I had a I had a kid, and um, you know, so I had to you know my money went to that, and um, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> my friend. We used to throw parties all the time, like just like Friday parties, me and my friends, cousins or whatever. And I would act like I was a DJ in front of the uh, the boombox. So I would mm. like play a song from the <laughs> CD, switch it. You know, I listen to so-and-so. Da, da, da. So I stumbled up and got $1,000 from, uh, I won $1,000 from the Dub Banks Morning Show because I was a temp caller. So I got mm. that money and was like, you know, you know, being a black man at 23, 24, you like, I'm finna go buy some clothes and look cool when I go to the club. And I'm like, my son already taken care of, but I was like, yo, just go buy some DJ equipment. So mm-hmm. I bought some DJ equipment and um, I DJed a wedding like maybe like a month later and then it's just been word of mouth ever since. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, so DJing, I really was in, in it because I I needed money, basically. Like I knew I could mm-hmm. go and do a gig, $300 and then mm-hmm. be able to bring it home buy my son some shoes, buy some groceries, keep lights on. But then, mm-hmm. you know, the more I got into it, I was like the, 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 the musicianship of it. And just the, the, the culture of DJing is like, mm-hmm. it's so deep in it. And you, you, you realize like these people are, are looking at you to like keep <laughs> the party going. And mm-hmm. yeah. it, it, it just amazed me how like, that power, you know, that type of power for DJs, you know what I'm saying? And I just respect that totally, especially with like, you know, the music that you play, Like you can yeah. shift these people emotions here and there. And um, it just, it gave me a skill that I didn't, I never thought that I would use. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, but DJing has taken me a, a long way. I mean, I've all the way from paying break, you know, my, my son braces off <laughs> to, you know what I'm saying? To be, you know, to be a DJing for like, prominent uh politicians here in florida not just jacksonville just florida you know what I'm saying? And, and djing these like elite events and people 
you know, I've done so many weddings and these I see these people to this day and they're like, man, I remember that reception was like the best. And that, that brings a warm feeling in my heart. And um, so I just, so I just started respecting DJing a lot more after like my fourth or fifth year doing it. And, mm-hmm. um, and I, and I wanted to get deeper, deep into it. Hence why I did uh, uh, the Tables Might Wobble podcast. So that podcast mm-hmm. is all about DJing. Like, Mm-hmm. We talk about the science of it and i interview a lot of my friends and we just talk about djing or whatever because i feel like people need to understand and learn more about what we go through and just mm-hmm. appreciate it more you know what i'm saying and um even with that to even get deeper just to, to talk about like black djs and talk about black women um mm-hmm. in this space you know what i'm saying i haven't really got into that I, i'm getting into that in season two but we, I really want to get on that part because I feel like our voices need to be heard a lot more. Yeah. And uh, there's a birdie in my ear saying you want to, and some kind of award from that particular podcast. Let the <laughs> world know about that. <laughs> yeah, man. So uh, yeah, I was honored to win the the best black music podcast award from a black podcast, black podcasting awards that happened, mm. um, you know, uh, late September. So uh, okay. I, I won that that award, and I'm very honored that I won it. Um, I, I put a lot of work into it, man. And but mm-hmm. so it's funny with that because all the stuff that we've talked about, um, from the MC side to the neighboring side to the to my experiences DJing to where I would like to see other people, you know, what I'm saying, uh, get to or not, or just be able to hear the stories, you know, what I'm saying. Um, mm-hmm. it was all poured into that podcast. It was all poured mm-hmm. into it. So it's 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 hip hop influence. You know, I did the sound design on I, I did every piece of it, except design the cover, mm-hmm. but I did everything mm-hmm. and I wanted to do that. Well, I asked people to help, but I just did it myself because I just didn't get the help I wanted, but I had to believe in myself to do that. And mm-hmm. um absolutely I was just proud to be able to like put this piece of work together. Mm-hmm. From my perspective, because people know that I'm like this big hip hop fanatic, and I, I sometimes I don't even have to say it, but people look at me and be like, "Yeah, you, you hip hop, <laughs> and um, <laughs> you, you just really ooze out hip hop." And mm-hmm. um, I was glad that I was able to st- tell that story, and people understand it, and then um, to be awarded with that, yeah, I'm, I'm thankful for it. So I'm re- I'm ready to get into season two, and really get into you know some 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 conversations and stuff like that yeah yeah i'm gonna have to link you up i have a a young cousin a female dj uh she's new to the game so i think she's been doing it a few months now okay Uh, but pretty pretty dope so we'll probably have to talk offline about that yeah for sure all right so i mean again i'm even more (laughs) impressed with how you uh are able to juggle all these variety of things uh you know uh, I call you an African army knife. They say the Swiss army knife, but I'm going to call you an African army knife. And uh, I, I think dig that it. fits since you are, uh, you're a military kid as well. Yeah. All the variety <laughs> of things that you've done. Um, I, I, I think I want to ask this before I get to the most difficult question that we ask each and every one of our guests. Uh, mm-hmm. What, what is it about hot? So you, you got into hip hop at an early age. You got into the musicianship at an early age. What what drew you into podcasting in that space? Oh man, a friend, uh, one of my old co-hosts and a friend. She was uh, we uh, she, uh, well, she's still kind of part of it. 
spiritually she is but she was a, a co-host for the Groove Sweet podcast when it first started okay. and um i was djing at a spot um it was a spot down here it's like a cigar lounge but it was a place where like black uh a lot of black professionals came like Okay. This is like the, I mean, you know, the the juke joint or whatever you want to call it. But like, it was mm-hmm. a spot where all the black professionals came from, like the black politicians all the way to like the musicians or whatever. And I had like two nights there. It was called, uh, it was called Poppy Love Smoke. And um, so Poppy Love Smoke, I that's that's where the Groove Suite birthed from because I I, okay. I had that option to play the neo souls, the hip hops, and that type of stuff, um, in there, and um. Mm-hmm. My friend Sasha, I met her through some folks. She came to me. She was like, yo, we should do a mixtape together. Da, 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 da. I'm like, all right, cool. So I, I put it off for like two years. And mm-hmm. then I finally finally got, you know, we finally got together and did it. Put episode out and everybody like loved it. And they like, mm-hmm. so when the next podcast episode coming out, I'm like, hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. <laughs> I was like, I was like, no, 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 no. We're not what this, well, I'm like, we can do another mixtape together, but what this is not, it is not a podcast because I don't want to get into podcasting. I'm like, I enjoy mm-hmm. listening to podcasting. Wow. I enjoy mm-hmm. it. Um, me and my friends were doing a podcast two years prior to the story I just told you. We were doing, we didn't realize we was doing a podcast. We would just cut mm-hmm. on the cameras and like mm-hmm. talk, but then we would put mm-hmm. it like in audio form. We would put it in video form, but we didn't, okay. we didn't know that it was called podcasting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So, um, so the technical side of that, I'm trying to make this short, but the technical side of it, I felt like we could have did a lot better with me and my homies. I'm like, okay, this is fun. We get together, you know, we, we, you know, drinking mm-hmm. and parlaying or whatever, but I'm like, mm-hmm we could be doing more with this. And I just didn't know what more could be done. But mm-hmm. if I would have known that it was a podcast format, I probably <laughs> would have, you know, so I was kind of burned out by that. And that's mm-hmm. why that was gotcha. part of my, that was part of my reason why I was like, yeah, this is not a podcast. And so gotcha. I was like, yo, let's just get into it. And then we did another episode and then another episode turned to another episode. And then I just, I was like, yo, okay, well, we doing these shows. We got to, we got to create something. And then the Groove Suite podcast is like the first podcast that I that I put out out of all the podcasts that's on like the network. So that's why another reason why the Groove Suite is such a baby to me. And then um, ever since then, it was just it was just like, okay, well, let me study. So I remember for like a year, I would just every day, nothing but podcasts. I would like look online, read articles, stuff like that, and see how podcasting mm-hmm. works, this and that, blah, 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 blah. And then I just finally got into it and, it, and you know. The rest, the rest is history, so to say. But I did not <laughs> like. It's so funny when I think about that. I remember vividly saying, "Like, no, I'm not doing no podcast. I mm-hmm. am not doing it." But mm-hmm. here I am with an actual career in podcast. <laughs> yeah, a podcast chose you. Podcast well, absolutely, you. absolutely. Yeah, yeah but yeah, I want to. Yeah. But I want to be able to use it a lot more. I've helped a lot of like creators out or whatnot. You know, um, especially black creators. And I'm like, look. Mm-hmm. This is us. This is a, this is the time to tell our stories and be able to yeah. like own our own properties and stuff. So yeah, we need to. If I want to get more on the educational aspect of that podcast, and I want us to have fun in podcasting, but I'm like, look, we we storytellers and we got to keep our stories to ourselves and be able to like yeah. capitalize it at the same time too. Just really like pass it down for generations to come. 
Yeah, it's such an exciting space to be in. Um, it is. You know, it I, is. I, 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 I'm with you. I really want us to. I really want us as a people to tune into these things because there's so much out there. We really have an opportunity to, to control the narrative, like in no no other way mm-hmm. uh, at any point in time in our history. Absolutely. And uh, we can tell our own stories from from stories like yours and you know contemporaries and. Uh, also true stories about our, our history mm-hmm. um it's just it's just such a wide range that we can do and, and like you said and have a little fun along the way as well that's just a great thing to do so i want to i want you to run down uh the various things that you are doing in the podcast world and where people can find them before we get to the final and most important question yeah. all right so we got the npn network and then we have the neighborhood podcast network so the Neighborhood okay. Podcast Network is basically just, it's it's a hub, basically, where, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I, I produce, uh, mix, arrange, master, sound design, whatever needs to be mm-hmm. done on the technical side of that. Gotcha. But I mean, but I do, as you know, I am a host as well, but I, I mean, but I, I bring information to, to my people so they can mm-hmm. be able to enrich their shows or whatnot so Mm -hmm. but i think Mm -hmm. the heaviest loudest part about it is just a technical side and i'm Mm -hmm. trying to get my people to understand like hey i you know i got all these toolboxes because i go to conferences i get access to um information i mean i want to share the stuff that i learned i I do a lot of like beta testing on myself Mm -hmm. as well as with other companies you know what i'm saying you know i'll do a contract with the company here and there and they like test this out this and the third and then i want to bring it to the people so that's the roles that I play with the neighborhood podcast network. Um, the NPN mm-hmm. stuff is definitely, I'm, I'm the founder of it. And of course mm-hmm. you have the groove suite fly sausage is up under that. But um, if you go on the website and go to like the show, uh, the brand NPN brands, if you mm-hmm. click on that, it will show you all the podcasts that are on the network and, or that I've worked on. Mm-hmm. And um, they can yeah. just click the page and it'll take you right to the podcast and you listen to it. Yeah, give us that page one more time. No, mpn-llc.com. So when you go there, um, go to where it says on the top, it says MPN Brands, and then you'll see the Neighborhood Podcast Network. And then you click on that, and then that's where all the podcast information is at. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So there's a few other things that I like to ask, but uh, we'll have to save that for another time. Okay. Um, uh, you know, I think you have a great story. Uh, you've done so much in uh, a multitude of fields. I guess it's media when it's all said and done, but to do music, to do hip hop, to have albums, to have podcasts. <laughs> uh, a lot. You know, that's, that's all pretty impressive. And then to win, win awards while you're doing it uh, says a lot about, you know, your your ability and, uh, and your story. So um, mm-hmm. I'd like to just shout you out for that. But we must get ready to ask you the most difficult question that you've probably been asked in your lifetime. So you ready? Yes, sir. (laughs) All right. Have you ever been on the cover of a magazine? I have, yeah. Okay. What uh, magazine do you recall? It was... uh... It's my it was my homie's uh magazine, H uh H four L magazine that uh mm. he uh yeah H four L magazine. It was a couple years, it was around 
I want to say it was like year five or year six of Fly Socks and Tees. And mm-hmm. um, he uh, had me on his cover. And it's, I mean, mm-hmm. it's, I mean it's, it's independently major. Like the podcast, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, the magazine is major. Mm-hmm. Um, he's interviewed a lot of people, like a lot of mm-hmm. well-known people. And then for me to mm-hmm. be, you know, on that cover, that mm-hmm. definitely showed me like, okay, well, I'm worth standing next to... <laughs> Stand next to these people, but it was pretty cool to be. It was pretty cool to be on that cover. No, I'm just thinking about what Sean warned me about uh pre-show. I mean, <laughs> this guy, this guy. <laughs> oh yeah, oh that stuff. Yeah, a, ma- a magazine cover and all these other people, and then, uh, I just happened to be on the cover. <laughs> no, nah, but I mean, you know, you just you know, I I do the work. I'm I'm I'm, I'm focused on doing the work, and then yeah. I think about, but I'm thinking about like the last like four or five covers before I was on the cover because he asked me to be on the cover. And I'm like, all right, cool, let's do it. Uh, uh, you know, we went through. I did a photo shoot for it. Like he did like mm-hmm. an interview. It was like it was a very beautiful spread that was mm-hmm. done on me. But then when I actually saw like the, when he, you know, they 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 mailed me like two copies of it, mm-hmm. and I just I'm looking at it like. Yo, this is crazy. You know what I'm saying? And then, the, and then for my community, friends and family to be like, you know what I'm saying? This is like major. It was just, yeah. a, it was another, it was a, a point in my career slash life where I was like, all right, I'm doing something correct. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, we are dripping in black, and we're now to be outdone. And so, uh, what we like to do for each and every one of our guests is place them on the Dripping in Black magazine cover. So S-squared, Sean Smith is going to give you uh, a sneak peek at yours. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, look at that thing, man. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, I am honored, man. Wow. That's yeah, a cool yes, yeah, thing. It looks great, man. It looks great. <laughs> yeah, that is, a, <laughs> that is a thank you, and that is also a parting gift. Uh, yeah. and we'll get that printed out, laminated, and shipped out to you as a oh, big thing. Oh man! Wow. Okay. Okay. By. All right. <laughs> so that I could I could put that up somewhere for sure. Yeah, I, I would say put it on top of the previous magazine wherever you got the previous magazine. Nah, cover, man. Put dripping in black uh, slightly above it. Okay. Nah, man. That was slightly. It's gonna it's gonna stay right there. Listen, I listen. I, I've, I've I've been following dripping in black and um. I listened to an episode last night, uh, Michelle with a uh, looking glass and um, mm-hmm. was very, yeah. awesome. very, very inspired about her story. I was, I would have mm-hmm. never thought uh, those things about her, but um, I'm, I'm honored to be on this platform. And uh, I think y'all doing a great job on, on this work and highlighting, highlighting us, you know what I'm saying? as black yeah. folks. I love it. Yeah. Uh, well, we appreciate you. Uh, for stopping by and coming out big shout out to michelle ronan as well any shout outs you want to give before we uh say our goodbyes um i just want to thank any and everybody who clicked this uh you know clicked it to listen to my show please go listen to the other shows support dripping in black special shout out to the CFO uh challenge crew the content creators of color um uh, mm-hmm. we're in the midst of the 30-day challenge Thirty day podcast challenge so uh we rolling these shows out every day like for 30, 30 days it's mm-hmm. a, uh we we doing the episode so uh so special shout out to them man yeah where can they find these uh 30 days of podcast and where, where, where is it found they can go to uh c the letter c the number four challenge 
com. And when you mm-hmm. go in there, it's uh it's updated uh daily with uh I want to say it's 10 of us. Might be a little bit more 10 of us, but it's 10 of 10 podcasters. So you can go in there and listen to the podcasters and you know, all of us, all the podcasts are black and it's a range of conversations. It's it's mm-hmm. a, a very great range of it. And I'm mm-hmm. I feel like I'm talking about the music aspect of it. So I think it fits mm-hmm. perfectly because you know you might have uh you know political talk to mm-hmm. like uh mental health wellness talk and that type mm-hmm. of stuff, you know, dripping in black. Um so it's a good mixture and then I come talk about music. So it's it's yeah. it's, it's a good day full of music. <laughs> I mean a day a good day full of like podcasting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well rounded uh day of podcasting um and, and diving deeper into our culture, right? For sure, for sure. Yeah. All right, we want to thank Al P for stopping by. We want to remind our audience the DIBK Drip Shop is open. Go to DIBKDripshop.com to get the latest dripping in black merch. And as always, a huge thanks to all of our listeners, viewers, supporters, and subscribers. And until next time, be kind, be loving, and be excellent on purpose. It is a choice. Up next on the Dripping in Black podcast, we speak with Deanna Smiley, owner of VIP TV. And we went out uh, and did interviews uh, with, you know, everybody from Kanye West to Star Jones, Michael Strahan, Diddy, um, everybody you could think of. But we also covered like um, the NBA All-Star Weekends and NFL All-Star, uh, and was it Super Bowl and, and some of the private parties for some of the athletes. So, yeah, we have some of those secrets as well. You have just experienced a Dripping in Black production. Enhance your business or brand by creating a podcast. A podcast can spread your product or expertise and passion to the world. A few benefits of podcasting are it builds a personal connection, increased traffic generation, and builds more brand authority. Dripping in Black Productions is equipped to manifest your vision to a viable tool for your business or brand. Anything from creating a sizzle reel or a full video audio production of your podcast, big or small, Dripping in Black Productions can support your needs. Contact us at www.dibkproductions.com for a free initial consultation. Synthesize thoughts and create masterpieces is the mantra of Dripping in Black Productions. And we don't stop. <laughs>